1: Hello and welcome everyone. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. I'm not Brandon Rimes. Brandon is out today. You've got your backup quarterback in the house today, James Jerome. I'm going to lean on my teammates as a good backup quarterback will always do. I've got Jose back there keeping us sounding perfect on the radio if you're listening on AM 1380 at 5 p.m. every day. Rob is our technician here from WeBeam TV, making sure that our show is available worldwide. For those of you who watch the television version on WeBeam TV... And we've got a couple of partners in studio that are going to provide some information for you. And that's what we want to do here on the show to make you an informed consumer, give you a little more power. Jay Smith, Ace Snoop Inspections, a longtime friend of the program, is joining us here today. What's going on, Jay?
2: I uh, just staying busy. I mean, houses are moving, so I can't
1: complain. I can only imagine it's it's happening fast out there. Greg Bowman, the AC guy of Tampa Bay, is also here today.
3: Yeah, thanks, James. Great to be back in studio.
1: Now it's starting to get hot out there, and I don't even mind that as much as the humidity. Man, I forgot how bad I'm. I hate humidity. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, fe- it's back. Yeah, it's it's starting. You're starting th- to feel it. They said it, it may be eighty-seven
1: back. degrees coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, I it's can't believe it in,
3: in
2: February.
1: And that's not the way spring was th- three years ago.
2: Now, and, and of course, this could change on us. In three or four days, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, Jay, tell me a little bit about the inspection game out there. Uh, Like you said, homeowners, out-of-state buyers coming in to buy property in Florida. Everyone's talking about people leaving California, New York. They all want to come down here. Are you seeing more folks coming down here to buy property that they're not even going to live in?
2: Oh, absolutely. Of course, we're... uh we're, we're nice and warm here but they're not exactly warm up north that's I mean, true you get the snowstorm going across the country and, and the, all kinds of things
1: polar vortex i've learned that word now <laughs> uh, there they said chicago was colder than antarctica for a couple yeah. of weeks
2: don't you want to take part in that head Holy on up there cow. not me <laughs> i'll stay here too
1: <laughs> now greg uh the humidity is something that you guys are able to control and tell me about the ability for floridians to get drier in their house not just cooler
3: Oh, definitely it's uh, actually uh, humidity control is a byproduct of air conditioning okay. um but a lot of systems today focus solely on that um is humidity control because uh we do have a huge problem with that here and uh, it's the, the mold hard.
1: is a factor right jay i mean if you can't just leave a house unoccupied and turn the ac off and just go up back up north for a couple months
2: no exactly and you don't want to leave your ac temperature too high if it's not kicking on enough it's actually not pulling that moisture out of the air um you know, it's always disappointing to go in somewhere uh, that they've left it off, right? And, and that's horrible for the system. We start really looking around at the closets and things like that where the air is not moving to see if it's actually damaging the house yet.
1: I can imagine circulation being key. I know, Greg, in past visits, you've mentioned to us about uh, the zones and the mm-hmm. ability to, to be more efficient in your cooling and have uh, you know maintain that a little bit better efficiency in your house. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things that can be done with an air conditioning system. Is split it up for better uh control of temperature a lot like a light switch you know we don't, when we walk into a house we don't typically throw on one switch to turn on every light in the house right. um, but yet a lot of homes are controlled temperature that way uh it doesn't have to be that way uh, it is it is possible to do it a
2: different way so greg are you seeing uh more clients especially the snowbirds installing the wi-fi uh, thermostats, so they can not actually keep it, an eye on it when they're in Connecticut or New York or wherever they may go. Home think to. of that. Most definitely, yeah. There's been a huge uptake in
3: in, a, in the amount of Wi-Fi thermostats that we install, uh, which you know gives you the ability to control your system from anywhere.
1: Now, yeah. would you guys be able to monitor a system that you installed remotely that way as well?
3: Correct. Some of them can be if we're given access via the customer's account. Most of those are protected that the customer is the only one with access, but they can grant us access that we could also monitor it for them. I got you. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Jay, so in your world, as technology increases and more people are putting uh, Alexa in the house and all this stuff, you've got to learn how all these systems work and whether they're efficiently working and what the cost of repair is and all that.
2: Huh? Yeah, some of these thermostats are fun. Oh my I ha- gosh. I haven't had to call Greg yet, but I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for that day to come up to a thermostat. It's like, what are we looking at here? <laughs> yeah, I, I could only imagine the thermostat, but
1: what about solar and all the other things, the technologies people are involved in their house? There's,
2: there's things changing. We're not really seeing the solar uh, too much yet, but I foresee that's going to be something. Else that we've got to train on, and to be yeah. honest with you, we're not completely up on solar.
1: And I, there's still you know, I've seen solar companies that just pop up. There's 10 that just formed in this year because the tax rebate is getting people motivated to get into mm-hmm. solar. The idea that you can evaluate the light, the, the life remaining in the panels, and how long it's been on the roof, the effect it has on the shingles there's a bunch of things that get involved in what it's actually worth during resale,
2: absolutely. And, and luckily, they've started changing some of the regulations for the appraisers. Uh, I mean. Just a few years ago, they really weren't adding any value to your home. And now the appraisers are starting to take that into consideration. So if you invest twenty or $25,000, they can actually look at it and give you some money on it. And I would ask my appraiser about that specific part of the appraisal. Are they actually giving you value uh, mm-hmm. on that home to make sure that they're giving you the correct numbers? Yeah, I'm
1: sure that's something to keep your eyes on. Uh, technology, of course, advances in your field as well, Greg. Some of the things that have changed recently in terms of the uh, equipment that you've seen installed you just mentioned the thermostats be the mm-hmm. ability to be smart and monitored remotely mm-hmm. is there any other things i haven't considered in terms of air conditioning development
3: um well the, the inverter compressors are pretty pretty much coming into play now where which that's basically like a dimmer light bulb but it's the compressor so instead of just being on or off it operates on an infinite number hmm. of uh, outputs uh, so traditionally we 've known a system as a five ton four ton three ton two two ton right um, An inverter system is basically all those you know it depends your maximum capacity of it is how it's sized, but it can operate a, if it was a five ton inverter it could operate as a two ton three ton four ton inverter it can operate on all those scales uh, so it gives us a lot more flexibility in designing a system that can accommodate varying loads in the house if you're having a party and you need all the load then you need that it needs to run like that but if you don't it can slow down Um, along with the wi-fi thermostats a lot of that technology is starting to move into the machines themselves Mm -hmm. so you know uh, for the past five to ten years the wi-fi thermostats have been around and are becoming very popular now especially with nest hitting the market when it did Um, but a lot of the manufacturers are starting to take that wi-fi technology and put it in the machine so soon you won't need a smart thermostat any thermostat will work you'll be directly connected to your machine with it with your with wi-fi or bluetooth and controlling it with a smartphone
1: wow so uh technology's advancing in all fields if you're just joining mm-hmm. us here in the consumer quarterback show i've got jay smith a snoop inspections greg bowman is the ac guy of tampa bay and we're talking a little bit about uh things you can do to to check technology and how it affects your house and in particular some of your appliances Uh, We talked about maintenance being a critical thing all the time, and Jay, you deal with this, and Greg, of course, with your field as well. What are some of the maintenance steps that people need to do more of, or Jay, that you can see that small steps people could take that that save them a bit of a crisis down?
2: Change your darn filters. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big (laughs) one, I I know. I mean, not, not to be nasty about it, it surprises me to go out to a home that's even occupied and just see grotesque. Uh, filters there they don't bother to change it and i'm not telling you you don't have to go out and buy the 15 dollar filter right i'd at least like to see a clean three dollar filter in place rather than just the, the crud that you see sometimes mm-hmm. that's definitely
1: what, what are the uh you know that we talk about the drain line and the filters what are some of the ways that not doing that would manifest itself just a higher bill or you'd see less efficiency in terms of the machine
3: Uh, Yeah, definitely less efficient. Uh, Dirty filters are a huge contributor to increasing energy costs, um, but they also, dirty filters indicate that what the dirt got by those filters when a when a filter gets dirty dirt is getting by that filter pulling around the edges of it i got you. The units trying to breathe and if, if it's a restricted filter it's going to find a way to breathe um and it'll pull dirt around the edges and everything else then the coil becomes the next filter in the system um once that coil starts to load with dirt you have all kinds of problems failed compressors uh, higher energy costs uh, motor failures from dirt buildup. um so um you yeah, know the, the The uh, filter change is a very critical point, Um, but also an annual inspection, just staying on top Mm -hmm. of your equipment, making sure things aren't going wrong. Um, Maintenance really is – there's really no cost to maintenance. You're, you're already paying for it if you're not doing it. If you're not doing it, your electric bill is already higher and you're already paying the yeah, cost an of maintenance. Yeah, interesting way to look at um, it. You're paying for it one way or another. Correct. So you either decide to not do it and pay the power company and higher bills and more failures of your machine or just spend a little bit of money in doing the maintenance and make your machine last longer, have fewer failures and lower power bills.
1: Well, that's what we're here for on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're trying to give you a little bit of knowledge that will help you save some money or empower you as a consumer. Jay, any other points that, that jumped out or occurred to you, Jay, when we were talking about about that kind of thing
2: well i'll tell you about an inspection i recently was doing this week and uh, it was disclosed that there was a moisture issue in the master bedroom concrete slab and they had pulled out all the wood flooring; they put carpet back in so there was brand new carpet when i get there well i I ended up finding moisture still in the slab i was actually using a a moisture meter going all the way through the carpet and determining Mm -hmm. there's there plumbers had been in there hadn't found any leaks um, in supply lines drain lines or anything like that to be honest with you, you know what i think it is i believe it's the condensation drain line that's under the slab and pops back up outside the master that i believe it's cracked or a joint is broken in it and it's leaking right there at the slab so all the diagnosis and all the repairs that they were doing there's still something else there. Now, I can't say 100% that's what it is, right. but that's my best guess right now, and that's why I'm there to try to help them make sure that, hey, they've said they fixed it all, but I don't believe it's actually fixed at this point.
1: Yeah, that's why you need a, a home inspector, a snoop inspections. You need someone you can count on to be a trusted advisor in these situations because you can't always assume that the person you're doing business with did a great job and would tell you if they didn't do a great job.
2: And see, like the plumber's never going to look at that line. That's part of the heating and air conditioning system. So they went and checked out the house and says, hey, your supply lines, we don't have any leaks there. We don't have any leaks in the in the sewage lines where it's leaving the house. But they're not going to check that line. That isn't a part of their system and what they're concerned with. Hmm.
1: So that's why you need, to, again, a trusted advisor, someone with knowledge of all the different circuits and, and different ways that pieces of your house interact with one another so that you can make sure that you're in a good position uh, when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, home inspection and air conditioning and what it is out there that you can do as a consumer to make the best decisions for you and your dollars again join us again at uh, Consumer Quarterback Show it's the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes I'm your backup quarterback James D. Jerome sitting in today
4: Hey, Brandon Rhymes here, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Realty. We're hosting a Buyer-Seller Seminar February 28th at Cox Media Group, 102.5 The Bone Studio, 6 to 8 p.m. Buyer-Seller Seminar. It's a free event. Register on our website at ConsumerQB.com. Learn all that you need to know about real estate, credit, improvement, buying, selling, or investing at our Buyer-Seller Seminar on February 28th, 6 to 8 p.m. Cox Media Group on 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. Check out ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the
0: Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com.
1: Welcome back to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. I'm your backup quarterback, James Jerome, sitting in the chair today. We've got... Jay Smith from A. Snoop Inspections, and Greg Bowman, the AC guy of Tampa Bay. We've been talking a little bit about different things that can happen to you as a homeowner and different ways that you might save some money or take a step to prevent an accident or something that might happen to cost you some money in your home. As far as the air conditioning goes, Greg, we know it's getting hot out there. We talked about the humidity. And you guys offer the ability to come out and inspect a unit for someone that wants to know if their unit is working correctly?
3: Oh, most definitely. Yeah, that's definitely something we can do is do we do it for real estate. Uh, you know sales purchases will come out and do it just not obviously as intense of a whole home report we're just looking at the air conditioning system but yeah we can we can analyze an air conditioning system we do also have a a maintenance program of taking care of your system you know uh, we can either do that on a once a year or a twice a year uh, maintenance routine Um, but like we like we mentioned earlier you're already paying for maintenance Um, you might as well you know, do it the right way and make sure your machine's getting the attention it needs.
1: If a consumer out there is interested in having you guys come out, what's the best way? Just to call the office or is there a website or something they can go to? Uh,
3: m- multiple ways it can be done. Yeah, our, you can call the office at our, our number 727 286 3170. Also, through our website, you can request an appointment. Um, we have chat representatives on our website. You can just okay. talk to them and request an appointment. Um, uh, we're not quite ready to take texting yet. We'll soon hopefully be able to bu- book appointments through text as well.
1: So lots of ways to get in touch with Greg, the AC guy of Tampa Bay. And one of the things you want to make sure that you, you gathered from that last segment is you're paying for it one way or another. Whether you're paying to get the inspection done or get the maintenance done, if the machine's not efficient, your your rising costs of your utilities are going to go up. So, I mean, yeah. one way or another, you're, you're paying for this thing. Uh, Jay, what about the uh, in the areas of home inspection? Just like Greg, you want to stay on top of everything. You get called out a lot of times when someone's going to make a purchase, right? They want to make sure the property is what they're suppose it to be what about someone who's just interested in knowing all the systems in their house are functioning correctly as a
2: regular homeowner um i mean that's possible i mean we could definitely go out there and give them maintenance tips uh for your roof for your ac um, electrical panel i mean there's certain things that we look at say you've been in the house for 30 years or you bought a 40 year old house and you've been in there for five years five years ago the electrical panel might not have been that big a deal but if you're getting in that 40 or, or above that's when the electrical panels. you have to start thinking about changing it out. We can make those recommendations to them. I've had people looking at doing major remodel jobs instead of just trusting the contractor, go out there and talk to the home inspector and say, well, what what kind of pitfalls can I run into and make sure that I upgrade? For instance, if you're adding quite a bit of square footage, you may have to upgrade the amount of electricity that's coming in, going from a 150 panel to a 200 or 225 amp panel to withstand Say you're putting in a second AC system. It won't fit into the original electrical system of the home. It just makes sense to have somebody that you can trust rather than somebody, you know, if you call
1: a roofer out and he tells you, boy, you need a new roof. You might need a new roof, but he also might want to sell you a new roof. Mm-hmm. You know, so the lifetime that remains in your shingles and some of your appliances and some of the different ways to assess where your house is value-wise, I could see you coming out and providing some, some knowledge for them in that regard.
2: No, oh, absolutely. And sometimes the roof, you know, it may just need a repair. I mean, maybe instead of replacing the whole roof, hey, you've got six more years of life, but it's going to cost just you know five, six, seven hundred dollars to do a smaller repair on the house at the time. I
1: could see that, and then uh, forecasting what life remains in different systems in the
2: home. Uh, roof is the tough one. I mean, you know, here in Florida, because of the storms and everything that's going on, that's probably the hardest one to do. AC would be the second on the list. Is that right? Because you just never know. I mean, honestly. After year eight nine, you know you really have to debate on fix or replace, and it all depends on exactly what your problem. Is. So that's when we're kind of dependent on the AC guy sure. to give them the best advice in that situation. And Greg, you got to kind of figure out what what
1: life you can save in that machine, and then versus the cost of a new one.
3: Yeah, we have what we call our five thousand rule. Um, basically, like Jay said, when it gets up there in age, we will look at the age of the equipment and then look at the cost of the repair and multiply them and if it exceeds five thousand then we would advise that it's time to to probably look at replacing so a 10-year-old unit with a 500 hundred-dollar repair you may do it you may not if it's a 10-year-old unit with a thousand dollar repair you probably should be looking at replacing um it used to not be that way you know when i started in this industry we would have expected a 15 or 20 year life Mm -hmm. but um, number of things have factored into that. Machines aren't built as well as they were sure. year, years ago, um, and we haven't maintained them like we did years ago. Um, you know, so kind of both of those things have factored into that.
1: Does our just our climate, you know, uh, in terms of the sun and the and the rain and anything like that, does that play a role in the lifetime of the thing?
3: It does because we use them so hard. You know, we have an average use in Florida of about just shy of three thousand hours of runtime. Um, that that it's expected to run a year um you know other parts of the country for example the northeast they might have five to six hundred hours of air conditioning right. run time whereas we're running three thousand now they'll have a higher heating run time uh, whereas we have a lower heating run time but for an air conditioner we run it hard in florida
1: i can imagine that the machine has to have some kind of a cooling mechanism you know for itself it's going to run that hot all the time uh what about different ways people are skinning that cat you've seen we talked about zones uh, ways to be efficient in cooling your home is there anyone that would have different sized uh, air handlers or different size machines in terms of the different zones mm-hmm.
3: yeah well there's a number of ways of zoning the traditional air conditioning system is a ducted system that 's what we've traditionally used in North America where you have you know typically an outdoor condensing unit, an indoor air handler, and then there's con- the indoor air handlers blowing air through ductwork. Right. Uh, we can zone that ductwork with electronic dampers. Um, that's what you know. I was kind of referring to with the zoning. Um, the other way is the the mini multi split or the ductless air conditioning. Um, that's, now, I'm not familiar that's kind with that
1: one. Tell me about that one.
3: Um, well, it's it, it's very popular in Asia, uh, in the Far East. Uh, it's also pretty big in Europe. But the the ductless systems typically have a wall cassette or a ceiling cassette uh, in a room by room basis, and then those are connected to an outdoor condensing unit. So there's ba- virtually no duct work hmm. uh, now. Um, That has been hybridized. Um, You know, there are systems that combine air handlers with ductwork as well as the ductless portions, and there's still a ductless system. Um, So it's not always that way, but it allows you to break it up zone by zone. So you could have a wall cassette in the master bedroom where you could keep it at 68 degrees at night. Uh, You could have a ceiling cassette, which is you know kind of fits in the ceiling and disappears, hides up there, Hmm. uh, in the living room where you could keep it at 75. You could have a floor console in the kitchen, hiding under a table. Uh, that would keep the the kitchen at whatever temperature you wanted there. So you can do it all kinds of ways like that.
1: Now, oftentimes I've heard uh, air conditioning companies advertise the duct cleaning as Mm -hmm. a service. Mm -hmm. How often do you run into a need for someone, you run into a system that needs a a duct cleaning?
3: It's hard to say on that. The challenge we have in the state of Florida is a lot of our duct work is not metal. Metal duct work um, is typically what you see when you see the duct cleaning pictures. You know, they'll show you a picture of this duct that looks nasty. Then they'll show it clean. That's typically metal ductwork, which is very easy to clean. Right. Uh, in the state of Florida, most of our ductwork is the flexible ducts, which is kind of like dryer vent tubing on the mm-hmm. inside of it. It's it's a corrugated look to it, um, or the duct board, which is a fiberglass lining on the inside. Uh, it's difficult to clean those ducts effectively. Um, Um, there is definitely a need for it if filters haven't been maintained Um, but sometimes it gets so bad and it's so hard to clean that it's almost better just to replace the ducts than than to try and jay that's not
1: something you guys would ever recommend you don't get involved in that kind of thing do you as far as the condition of the ducts in the home
2: yeah i mean right there at the opening if you're really dirty i'll probably put in the report to recommend cleaning the ducts if i can tell that they've been consistently using uh or not replacing the the uh filters. Yeah, I mean, it's a very good possibility to clean the ductwork. Um I I don't know from Greg's standpoint, but I mean, I would say you know, even the flexible ductwork we're using now maybe a 30-year life. You know, which means you've had you've had maybe two systems at least in there and maybe on the third that somewhere in that 25-30 year period, you may actually be looking at replacing well, that some That seems ductwork. pretty
1: daunting to go up there. I know in my
2: house, boy, I would not want to try to crawl around up there and do that work. <laughs> Hey, July's the best time. Wow. I would plan it all for July. That's you, just like I know it's February; it's wintertime, so no one has their AC on right now, do they? Do, do you have
1: your AC on? Boy, well, they better. I tell you,
2: <laughs> I have my AC on. You <laughs> would be
1: sweating through your hair if you don't. But I can't. But yeah, that is that that job. Boy, you, I would hate to be the person that has to get up there and clean those ducks. Man, they must be a machine on. Huh? They probably. Well, yeah,
2: they do have machines. For you them. want a quick story? Yeah. I was doing a limited inspection on a house, and they had had a raccoon problem in there. So, the insurance company was paying to evacuate the entire attic, uh, put some new ductwork in, uh, and take all the insulation out, clean it out, make sure the raccoons are gone, and then re insulate it. Well, they were doing this in August. Oof. So, they had removed all of this and putting it back. And, of course, while I was up there, what had happened is the guys that were doing the insulation work had actually cut holes in the ductwork so that they could get air. Into the attic, but then they never did anything to fix them. So they were literally air conditioning the attic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the good thing, see, that's why you need to call Jay Smith, Ace Noob Inspections, get him out there to figure out what happened.
2: I had to go to that property three times because they, oh, it's fixed. And I go back out there, it's like, no, it's not. I can still got imagine. work to do. All
1: right, guys, it's been a great show. I want to give you an opportunity, just in closing, Greg, anything that we forgot to mention or anything that you have, the AC guy of Tampa Bay, that you want to remind folks about?
3: Uh, yeah, just our maintenance routine. Uh, we, we offer that twice-a-year maintenance routine for twelve fifty a month, so basically $150 a year. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, you're already paying that to the power right. company. Make sure you're not doing it. So pull $150 out of the electric bill you're paying the power company, um, send it our way, we'll take care of that equipment twice a year, come out and maintain it, keep it clean. Uh, along with that, we also kick in some added bonus bonuses. We uh, will then provide overtime service at no additional charge. Uh, as well as giving you a 10% discount on any other work you may
2: need. Great.
1: That's Greg Bowman, the AC guy of Tampa Bay. Ace Snoop Inspections with Jay Smith. What are you guys doing now?
2: Uh, all the properties. I mean, no matter what you're buying, whether it's a single-family home, a condo, a manufactured house, you know, the Snowbirds are down here picking up properties, we inspect all of those. So That's keep right. us in mind for any one of them.
1: Give our guys a call. They will provide the best information and make you empowered like we do with all the things on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Stay with us, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
3: Hey, this is Jerick Robbins. You are listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Please do what it takes to learn all that you have to to live the life you want to live, live it fully, and find a way to give it by paying it forward to others.
0: Get in touch with Brandon online at ConsumerQB.com.
1: Welcome in. This is James Jerome sitting in for Brandon Rimes on the Consumer Quarterback Show. As a backup quarterback, I'm going to lean on my teammates like I always do. I've got Rob here from WeBeam TV, keeping our show available for you guys, all you WeBeam TV viewers who watch the television program. And of course, Jose's back there keeping us on the air, AM 1380 at 5 p.m. every day. And in studio with me right now, I've got Thomas King from Florida Firearms Academy.
5: How you doing today?
1: Well, it's great to have you back. Thomas, I haven't heard from you in a little while. That's What's going right. on over at Florida Firearms Academy?
5: Oh, we're doing all the fun stuff, but uh, as James is a backup quarterback, you're still throwing the touchdowns, brother. <laughs>
1: well there you, yeah. <laughs> my uh my girl made said Don Strzok. I was hoping more for Nick Foles, something like that, but uh <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. And we great. brought attorney Debbie Faulkner came with you today. Tell me about Debbie.
5: Well, Debbie's uh, actually here. Um, she's with her own law firm, and what she's going to be doing with us at Florida Firearms is going be kind of teamed up for uh, on March the 24th at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We're doing like an all-in-one. We're, um, we're going to have a suppressor party. So if you don't know what a suppressor is, it's basically a silencer or a can. Um, we'll have them at the store. So you'd come in if you've always wanted a suppressor to go on your firearm. You would come in our store, pick one out, or pick out the perfect one that you need. We'll help you pick out which one goes with your firearm. Right. And then you'd get with Debbie here, and she does gun trust. She's the attorney, and she I will see. legally get your gun trust set up, and she'll go ahead and explain a little bit about what the gun trust is. But then uh, after that step, then you talk to Miss Rose or Marty at the store. They're going to fill out your ATF forms, help you with that tell you exactly what you need and then you keep your suppressor at the store you can keep it there and shoot it every day if you like
1: right at florida firearms academy keep it at
5: florida firearms academy and then when your tax stamp comes in then you can go ahead and take your suppressor home with you or sbr if you're doing a short barrel rifle or things like that or any kind of nfa items but debbie can explain a little bit about the guns trust that uh, she sets up and what she does over at her own so
1: debbie these folks uh come to florida firearms academy and they need legal help as well
6: Yes. So what the what I'm doing with Florida Firearms Academy is I'm creating gun trusts. Okay. And gun trusts cover a specific type of weapon that's covered under the National Firearms Act. So different um, NFA firearms are short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, suppressors, um, silencers. Uh, machine guns, automatic weapons, those are all items that fit under the classification of an NFA item. Okay. So unlike typical firearms that you can just purchase outright at, at any firearms dealer, right. NFA items, you have to go through a background check with the um, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms with ATF, mm-hmm. and you have to wait several months to be able to possess those weapons. So what a gun trust is designed to do is to help you to own that weapon in a trust, which is okay. something a little bit different than owning a firearm outright. But one of the benefits is that if you own an NFA item and you leave it at home, let's say you live with a spouse and and that spouse has access to that NFA item, that spouse is unknowingly in violation of federal law and can be charged with a federal felony. It's a federal offense to possess an NFA uh, firearm without having authorization from ATF. So by owning it in a trust, you're basically making sure that anybody who has access to that weapon or uh, you know, suppressor is legally allowed to possess it and is not in violation of law.
1: I'm following now. I didn't understand previously what the issue was. Now I understand completely. So, Thomas, you've got folks that have, uh, they're storing the items at Florida Firearms Academy. Right,
5: until they're legally allowed to take it home. But also what the trust does, if um, if you have someone on there in your trust, you can... If they pass away, then that, that trust now moves on to them and that suppressor moves on to them instead of the ATF coming in and confiscating it, correct? Okay.
6: Right. So it's typically with NFA firearms, like I mentioned earlier, you are not allowed to legally possess them without having ATF approval. Mm-hmm. So by having it in the trust, it's a lawful means of transferring your all, your a, your NFA firearm or suppressor over to the beneficiary that you name in your trust, provided that they're able to pass the ATF background search and everything. This is also an exemption um, from the ATF Form 4 transfer tax. Each time that you sell or transfer an NFA firearm or all other weapon, that's another classification of items in there, you have to pay the ATF and submit a Form 4. You have to pay them $200 to make that transfer. Hmm. Well, for a one-time fee of, we're cutting the price in half at Florida Firearms Academy, for a one-time fee of $200, you can have your um, your NFA Firearms Trust, created by me, you can transfer that weapon to the next generation or whomever that you would like without paying that other $200 to the ATF in the future.
1: So there you go, folks. Uh, listeners of the Consumer Quarterback Show know that we're always looking for information that will empower you a little bit. There's a critical piece right there, a way to save some money and not expose yourself. Uh, sure. I wanted to get back to you, Thomas, on this this whole concept uh, of Passing the the item on or bequeathing it to somebody else. Right. There's a lot of value. I didn't, you know, I, I'm a novice when it comes to this kind of mm-hmm. thing. Tell me some of the value that's involved in some of these items that it would be something that you'd want to pass on to somebody well, else.
5: Well, like machine guns today, if you like, a lot of people don't realize you can own a machine gun. It's just you have to go through the proper channels and everything. Machine okay. guns start at basically around twenty eight thousand dollars. Now you can also get some that trade them online, and you have to go through the proper channels that way as well. Um, well, we're
1: talking about a valuable asset. Yeah,
5: and it can go up to hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on what you actually have. So you, can you imagine you didn't have a trust, you didn't have uh. anything set up? But but this way, um, if you actually have this and you want to buy more, like you want to buy a, another suppressor, mm-hmm. you just come to Debbie's law firm that's right down the road from Florida Firearms Academy, and she can do an amendment on this. So she could okay. add another one on, so you don't have to constantly keep adding a, a different trust or anything like that. Or if you want to take people off or add people on, me um, go through the proper channels and – course she can go ahead and do the amendment yeah values. i can
1: imagine that the average folks out there don't have this kind of knowledge they don't realize what they're getting into and certainly the paperwork can seem daunting at some of these things
5: it's very uh very scary to people when they yeah. see the atf form they're like i have no idea what i need to do here so how did you get a, how did you
1: uh, learn about this or how did you specify or be able to help folks in this area
6: yeah well um i'm a wills trust and estates attorney generally speaking so i have uh my law degree my general law degree and then i have a law degree in tax law and because it involves federal transfer taxes i learned about it and i also myself am a shooter so i learned about um i don't currently have any nfa firearms but i have a couple shotguns handgun and i enjoy shooting myself and being out there in the sporting clay range with other sportsmen and people that enjoy shooting i thought it was a valuable service to have
1: i can only imagine thomas you know Certainly the, the interest in shooting has gone up you know, lately. The amount of folks out there that want to get into this field or know more about it. But there's so much misinformation and there's so much legal uh, you know, legislation to wade through that there you better are, know what you're doing.
5: The questions that we get at our store and people call us all the time or people ask us if suppressors are even legal to have. And the answer is yes. If you can pass a background check, if you fill out the forms correctly, if you go through the proper channels – Of course you can. I shoot with suppressors. Suppressors are just a little tube, and basically you have to fill out all these forms, pay your tax stamp, do all these little things, and wait six to ten months. Now, it's just a hollow tube. I can purchase 200 firearms today and take them home, but I can't purchase this little little tube to take home today. Um, You can can take it home in a few months. However, like the last person that was killed was a suppressor was like in 1920. So I don't know why these things are so outlawed, but it's a great way to... uh, build revenue for the government because you have to pay them money, of course.
1: Sure, I but, could imagine that just subtle changes in legislation result in a whole huge changes in your business. You've got to keep an eye absolutely. on this stuff.
5: It's a, It's actually a suppressor is a courtesy thing. When you're shooting on the range with a suppressor, it is so nice because the person next to you is not hurting their ears. Right. Um, they did try to pass this act, uh, the Hearing Protection Act Act, but it did not go over, um, it did not pass. So it's basically allowing people to have a suppressor without going through all these crazy things that you need to jump through hoops. And that's the scary part is when people come in... they said they tried to buy one they tried to fill out the forms online, but it was just too much and they couldn't understand it all. If you come in, we can help you with this. we'll tell you exactly how many pictures you need, what fingerprints you got to get, and what you need to fill out on these forms so we've been doing these for a long time. a lot of people own suppressors and they keep their suppressors and they know the law about them so not when you just purchase a, mm-hmm. a suppressor, you should know the laws about them and if you don't know call us up or come in and talk to us and we'll help you out with that.
1: That's the number one thing I find that's so great about Florida Firearms Academy is there's so many folks out there that want, that don't really know, they've never seen a weapon, they never got up close, they haven't touched this or that and there's a paranoia or, or, or an anxiety about it. They've got to come in and get the knowledge and, actually see what they what's offered and get their hands on it and have somebody that they can trust advising them a little bit. And then that takes some of the stigma out of it and it becomes something they can understand and manage a little more.
5: It sure does. The questions that we get, see, we're a firearms range. We're an academy. We teach a whole school of 40 different types of training in firearms and defensive home defense and um, even up to a little kids' free safety class. I just taught one the other day for five years old and up. And I always get questions, why would you teach a five-year-old to shoot? Right. And I always answer him. well, when do you teach your kid not to touch the hot stove? Or when do you teach them about drugs? You know, These are the things that they really should know about safety, about the world in itself, not just firearms. Sure.
1: If you think that he doesn't have curiosity about it because he didn't ask, you're wrong. <laughs> you
5: know what <laughs> right. I mean? Yep. If
1: he sees that, he's curious That's about right. it. That's right.
5: He wants to know. They want to grab a firearm. And I teach them... This whole class is completely free. Firearms, rental, the ammo, the target, the range fee, the class, the eyes, ear, the RO instructor and they get certified at the end of this and they really enjoy it and we try to make it fun and special and exciting for them too so
1: so the Florida Firearms Academy you got to try it you know don't let yourself make a judgment about something until you see it up close that's, that's what right. i always say you Absolutely. know get in there people are so scared and, and once they understand and have knowledge that like we say on the show knowledge is power you'll feel a lot better about your situation
5: you will and you'll be able to protect yourself
1: yeah and we'll get into some more of that specifics here coming up when we come back from the break. So in, in studio today, Thomas King, Debbie Faulkner, we're talking all about Florida Firearms Academy and some of the important things you need to know as somebody out there in society who wants to get involved in shooting or even just purchase a weapon. So stay, come back with us, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm Forbes Riley, celebrity TV fitness host and creator of The Spin Gym. I'm here today with Brandon Rhymes, and you're listening to The Consumer Quarterback Show, great ways to get happy, healthy, and wealthy. Today
4: Hey, Brandon Rimes here, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We're hosting a Buyer-Seller Seminar February 28th at Cox Media Group, 102.5 The Bone Studio, 6 to 8 p.m. Buyer-Seller Seminar. It's a free event. Register on our website at ConsumerQB.com. Learn all that you need to know about real estate, credit, improvement, buying, selling, or investing at our Buyer-Seller Seminar on February 28th, 6 to 8 p.m. Cox Media Group on 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. Check out ConsumerQB.com.
1: I'm sitting in for Brandon Rimes today. My name is James D. Jerome. In studio with me today, I've got Debbie Faulkner and Thomas King from Florida Firearms Academy. Thomas was just going over some of the events coming up uh, for Florida Firearms Academy that we're going to tell you all about. But before we got into that, we started talking about all the various courses and different education you can get at Florida Firearms Academy. And one of the things that's really, I mean, that active shooter course. Once you t- explain that to me, I really thought that was something unique.
5: Yeah, that's really big, and a lot of businesses are trying to get in touch with us to get us to come out to them to see them to train 300 people at their facility. And of course, we can do that and also wow. we're going to do that with basic pistol and cwp classes we can come to your facility train you right there and then have you back at the range to get your certification out how about that them.
1: so if you're a business owner out there and you you want to take an at you know take a progressive a proactive stance to some of this stuff you thomas will come right out and help you and your business get ready
5: the best part about that is is the person doesn't have to pay for that it's all free for them so the company pays for it that's right it's um we have a waiver and everything um that's a write-off to them and can and then uh They get it all for free. Well, that's a
1: great deal. Right. How about that? So uh, Active Shooter is one of the ones I remember you describing to me. I thought, how cool... But you've got tons of other stuff coming up. What else is going on?
5: 40 different classes we teach. But what we're doing at the same time as the suppressor party is we're going to have a chili cook-off. So we're going to find out who has the best chili (laughs) in Tampa Bay. And the person that does, this is going to be people's uh, vote, their choice, who has the best chili. That person that cooked that chili will win an AR-15 that day. Wow. And then also for coming in that day, um, just for trying the chili or just coming in, you're going to have a chance to win a 12-gauge shotgun. Um, Shooters Tampa Bay will be there. Um, If you don't know about them, check them out on Facebook. They're going to have a lot of vendors there. They're going to have friends there. They're going to be raffling off stuff, showing all their cool stuff that they have. Um, Mutiny Arms will be there as well, and a couple of other firearms industry. We're a manufacturer. We're an armor. We fix, build, and customize right. your right. firearm as well. These guys do it as well, and I invite all of them there. I don't care. They're not my competition because if you love that rifle, you're going to buy that rifle. You'll have ours. You're going to buy ours. I want to promote all the people that build firearms to come out and have Very fun with cool. us. Very so, cool. And um, if you come out and you say STB discount, that's uh, Shooters Tampa Bay, you're going to get a 9 99 range fee, unlimited time shooting. You're going to get 10% off ammo and 20% off glasses. And all this is going to take place on March the 24th at 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. Th- and years, 12 p.m. You're
1: located right up here in Hillsborough? Yep, yeah,
5: we're at 13317 West Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa, and you can reach us at 813-221-FIRE. And Debbie's law firm, what's your phone number over there,
6: Debbie? Our number is 727-939-4900. We are located just down the street from Florida Firearms Academy off of Tampa Road.
1: Okay. And, Thomas, you know, this thing, some of these events you put on, I was talking about all ages.
5: Yeah, absolutely. All ages. We have kids that come out that do our competition shoots. So our competition shoot starts this Sunday, and that's at 430 to 730. Now, what this is is we basically simulate things. So the last one we did was called Restaurant Gone Bad. You're sitting at a table... At a restaurant in the range, and there's other tables there with good guys and bad guys come in. You have to flip over the table, run through the room, shoot bad guys, bowling pins, targets, balloons, whatever it may be, and we time you, score you. It's $20 for this event. We have a safety class. This covers everything. The safety class, the range fee, your eyes, your ear protection, and we're going to basically show you how to do this. This is multiple targets, moving and shooting, malfunction drills, reloading, and it's a great way to get yourself in in touch with a situation instead of just sitting there, shooting at a piece of paper with, you know, holding your breath. No, I agree 100%.
1: Open. You know, this is, reminds me a lot when I was in coaching. You can talk it to you're blue in the face about something, but unless you get out and physically try it, uh, you really don't have a feel for it. You know, a lot of people think that they're qualified to do something, but... It feels and tastes a lot different when it's right in your face.
5: Yeah, and if you, the, when we explain it to people and they say, oh, yeah, I got this, I got they fall on their face the first time, yeah. but we're right there to help you with it. So the second and third time, because you're going to do four matches in this, you're going to be <laughs> at the end, you're going to go, oh, I completely understand this. This is a blast. We have kids from 12 years old to 75 years old out there having fun with us.
1: One of the genius things that you explained to me before was, there, we have you in a room with the lights off because you're going to be in your home with the lights off. Right. You have to find this weapon. You're going to have to take it out. You're going to have to be ready. All the things that don't occur to you when you're thinking about the confrontation that has yet to occur.
5: Absolutely. And there's multiple targets at all times. And if there's only one target, you should be ready for the next target. You need to know how to do all these things. Most people get their firearms taken away from them because they've never taken any kind of basic pistol or. Ore tactical class so they're actually going to pull a firearm out and oh and the safety's on and now i got to figure mm-hmm. out how to and now it's taken away from them or oh i forgot to rack one in the slide if you don't practice these things right. and do it in a range where you have to move or be able to hit multiple targets then you're going to have a situation
1: and a problem absolutely you know everyone thinks that they're ready but no one is ready
5: until they're ready right i mean that,
1: <laughs> that's just the, the reality of life i mean you, you say oh i thought about that i have my my evacuation plan or we have a Right Until it happens, you really haven't tested anything. It has
5: to be muscle memory where you don't think about it. You've already completed the, the safety. You've already put one in the chamber. You've already loaded that magazine. When you do all that without having to think about it, then you're ready.
1: Correct. So, Debbie, uh, when you get to meet these folks and they don't know anything about the laws, regarding, are they stunned at the amount of paperwork and the amount of legislation that, I mean, I, I'm surprised that they expect a regular person, uh, not a lawyer, to just walk in and know I'm, I'm satisfied all the correct documents, I'm, I'm all signed up and ready to go.
6: Yes. I mean, typically the consumer does not know any of the laws yeah. when they come into our firm. So what we do with the NFA Firearms Act is we just create a trust that's customly and specifically tailored to the NFA Firearms Act. Unlike other trusts that we draft for people, this is specifically tailored to that uh, to that federal law, and we also provide them with a 15 page manual on exactly what laws they need to be aware of mm-hmm. when they use their trust. When they get an NFA in their hands, how are they supposed to transport with it? What are they supposed to do with it? And then we rely on the good people at Firearm, Florida Firearms Academy to take care of the ATF paperwork, because the firearms dealer that sells you your first um, short barrel rifle, short barrel shotgun, NFA item, mm-hmm. they submit the forms on your behalf to the ATF. So we take care of the uh, creating the trust and providing our clients with the like the general rules that they need to know in right. and transporting and, and carrying and using their farm, and then we rely on the gun dealers themselves to take care of the ATF portion of the law.
1: Sure, I could imagine, you know, uh, not only being uneducated about the law, but a change in the law. Say that I thought I had satisfied all my paperwork and everything was fine, but there was a change in legislation that I wasn't aware of, I could be in violation by doing something that's no longer allowed.
6: That's right, and in fact, in 2018, there were some changes to the NFA, Uh, from the firearms act so we had to make uh, amendments and adjustments to our paperwork to reflect those changes
5: you need an attorney to do this you can't do this on your own it
1: sounds like it's something you need to stay educated on which is the way you got to go through life anyway but you cannot just assume that i've satisfied all the requirements and that's the end of this thing that's right right So looking down the road a little bit, Florida Firearms Academy has all these things going on. Are you trying to explain, where are you headed with this thing, Thomas? You guys are doing great guns over there. Thank you.
5: Well, we have a lot of great members and they treat us really well. Just this morning we had 12 guys come in and they gave me this big picture of all of us together and we hung it on our wall. So we have some amazing people and we amazing members out there. So what we do for them also as well is we offer a lot of free classes. One was the kids' free safety class. Um, We have a free class coming up this Friday and that's the 22nd from 7 to 8.30. This class, last Last month, it was on home defense and street defense. This month is going to be about escape contests, and this is going to be with um, Black Belt, Self-Defense, um, Fitness and Martial Art Club. These wow. guys come out. These guys are professionals. They're going to show you if someone comes up from behind you and they try to grab you and put you in a car or a van, um, how to get away from that. If you've never, just like muscle memory, practiced sure. or thought about this, you're going to have no idea how to get away from That's these right. people. And in today's time, this is a really good way to go. So not only do we just not focus on firearms, we want to make sure you have hand-to-hand combat. Um, we carry stun guns, mace, uh, any kind of thing that if you're not a firearms person, mm-hmm. that's completely okay and that's your constitutional right and, and your thoughts and views. But most people that come in, they are firearms-oriented and they want to learn or they want to get their concealed weapon permit to carry yeah. a firearm and learn the basics and then move on from there. And then every week or other week, we'll have many different classes for you to take and then another free class we have is i i bring in the police department and i have them just come in to tell you what the what the actually the media isn't telling you and what yeah. they can't tell you because there's many scary things going on in Tampa Bay right now that Sure that uh, the media just can't put on the news. So.
1: And you, unfortunately, you can't af- uh, expect the police to be there every single minute of every single day to protect every single person There's in the society. There's no
5: way. We just don't have the money.
1: So you've got to use your head. you got to think uh, about taking care of yourself and your surroundings and where you are at all times.
5: In a bad situation, if someone's breaking into your house, I'd rather have a firearm in my hand than the entire police force on the phone.
1: Yeah, think about it. You've got to have the means to protect yourself and take those steps educationally so that you're ready for any kind of – who can predict what's going to happen? That's really what it comes down to. You've got to be ready for just about any circumstance that could arise.
5: If we could, we'd have the lottery numbers, we? We could <laughs> just predict uh-huh.
1: everything. <laughs> so, Debbie, is there any place, a resource that folks should go or can go, besides you directly, to find any information that about this topic?
6: Um, yes. There's, there's the ATF website itself, a government-created websites that allow you to learn a lot more about the NFA Act. I wanted to touch on something that you went over a little bit earlier about we're talking about protecting ourselves in general. And so at my law firm, at Burke Falcon Law, we are in the business of protecting your assets and your wealth transfers in general. So the NFA trust is a specific type of trust specifically tailored for your firearms. It has some powers in there for your trustees that we don't ordinarily give to trustees when we create other types of trusts. So a little bit about that is that we never expect that we're going to die one day, right? Sure. So 32,000 people every year die in car accidents, and they left their house in the morning saying goodbye to their spouse. Maybe they were angry. Maybe they never got to say their goodbyes. And we never expect that's going to be us. Right. But at my law firm, what we do is we create wills and trusts and succession plans for all of your assets. So when you have NFA items, we specifically recommend having NFA trust. When you're trying to transfer the rest of the stuff that you own, your house, mm-hmm. um, the the IRAs that you have, your four hundred ones, your personal items, anything that you own outside of these NFA items, we specialize in transferring those items and making sure that you have a plan in place. So if something happens to you, everything goes to exactly who you want to want it to go to at exactly the time that you want them want it to go to them.
1: That's the way to do it. Debbie Faulkner is here. She works with Thomas King over at Fire, Fire, Florida Firearms Academy. They'll get your NFA qualified and get you ready to go. There's so much going on at Florida Firearms Academy that you need to check out in terms of education and, and that knowledge that you get over there is going to make you feel a lot more secure. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. It's been a great show. I, I, so much to learn about this stuff. This is a topic that everyone can educate themselves a little more on. Stay with us and uh, we'll see you next time. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
0: You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show. Weekday afternoons at 5 on AM 1380. The biz.